You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show Friday edition. We are previewing the rest of the Sunday and Monday night schedule. A couple more early games from Sunday. A lot of early games, Matt. We were talking off the air. I don't like this. Too many early games, right? We need half of them early, half of them late. It makes it easier for us football watchers. Too much to watch early now. And I guess it makes it easier in the in the afternoon schedule to pay attention to the fewer games. But uh, yeah, come on. Why so many early games in NFL? What's going on here? Yeah, they do that a lot. And I don't quite understand it. Like, I'm sure they want as many eyeballs on Chiefs Cowboys as possible. But it, it, why make it so top-heavy for the early games? I, I, I don't understand that. And look, I'm sure it's not exactly easy to fill out an entire 17-game schedule for every team. So, you know, I guess there's you know, too many East Coast games in, uh, in the schedule on this certain week. But I always feel like there's never a week where there's a lot more afternoon games than morning games. It just doesn't happen. In fact, sometimes they put oh, East right. Coast games in the afternoon just to give an extra afternoon game. Right, 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 right. Yeah, so I, I don't quite understand it. I mean... Uh, I have all the respect in the world for the schedulers in general. I mean, I can't imagine trying to put that puzzle together. But you can't tell me that two of those early games couldn't wait three hours. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. But And at the same time, they couldn't wait three hours to not be watched because everyone would be watching Cowboys Chiefs. And then, of course, your Steelers are on Sunday Night Football, and we've got Giants-Bucks Monday Night Football. But first, obviously, we have to recap what we saw on Thursday Night Football, which was a complete route. A shutout, 25-0. First shutout of the Falcons since 1988. This is uh, this is troubling for the Falcons, and we thought it might go this way, but not this extreme this way. Short week for the Patriots to roll into Atlanta and just completely blank them. I mean, and it's not like the Patriots had much going on offense either. Um, the, I, I, I don't know. The only takeaway I have here is how are the Falcons even a four-win team right now? Because, and by the way, this is a note that I had ready for yesterday when we were previewing this, and I forgot to mention it. Uh, we didn't spend a lot of time on the Falcons, but they, according to Football Outsiders DVOA, which you and I both like, uh, it's it's really a really low. good statistic. And their overall team DVOA, the Atlanta Falcons, before getting shut out on Thursday night, was 32 <laughs> in the league. Worse than the yeah. Texans, worse than the Lions, and that's only going to get less. I mean, there's no teams that, that are um, that they're leapfrogging to get down even further as far as team rankings go. But their DVOA is going to be even worse now. And I think it was like 29 and 30 on offense and defense, respectively, or 29 and 31 or something like that. I mean, it was just bad. The, something I've never seen before: three different quarterbacks with three interceptions on three drives in a row. Like that's. That's hard to do. It's hard to be that bad, right? How about what Rosen did at the end? <laughs> Holy cow. That was almost Come like a, hey, let's, a- let's palate cleanse here. I know the oysters were bad, but let's squirt something else in our mouth here that's even worse to make us forget about how bad it was with Matt Ryan for most of the game. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wow. Uh, I, that, that's a great analogy. Um, first off, I got a lot of very kind tweets from our listeners saying, Wow, you nailed this game, Williamson. I made money on it. You're you're right. The Patriots are way more physical than Atlanta. So I'm kind of patting myself on the back here and thank you all for those tweets. I just thought this was just a brutal matchup for Atlanta. I mean, I don't think the Falcons are the 32nd best team in the league, 
but I don't think they're very physical. They really only, for this game, only have one offensive weapon that scares you, which it just plays into how Belichick plays defense. You know, like, let's not let Kyle Pitts go crazy and everything else will take care of itself. Boom, that that happened. Right. You, you knew Belichick was going to come out and say, well, look, we're not going to let this rookie Kyle Pitts torch us and good luck right. with Zacchaeus and Allison and whatever else you're going to throw yeah. at us. We're going to be fine, I think. Yeah, Zacchaeus to death if you want. You'll still lose. And the Patriots totally controlled this game from the onset. Um, you know, even there was two instances where I thought, okay, maybe Atlanta can get something going here. Mac Jones threw a pick, and Atlanta couldn't do much with it. And then there was that series earlier in the game where the only thing Matt Ryan could do is not take a sack, get sacked. Then they kick a 40-yard field goal, I think, offsides. Let's show it from 50 or from 45. It might have been from 45 to 50, and Koo missed that one. And then they hand it to the Patriots basically at midfield, as you know, as missed field goals always do. You know, so the few little opportunities they had, they squandered, they just got beat up. I mean, I felt like the Patriots controlled the football game from start to finish. You know, I, I had people texting me like, I don't know why you're so excited about Matt Jones. He doesn't do anything. I'm like, the ball never hits the ground. It comes out on time. He makes it look easy. The guy's played eight or nine games in his life in the NFL. And yes, his supporting cast is helping him, and they are bullying the Falcons. But Jones is perfect for what these guys are doing. And that Patriots defense is big time. Yeah, and balls out quick, balls out on time. Uh, he did throw one interception, but we're going to see a lot of these where he's got a high completion percentage. You know, he's targeting his running backs a lot, short passes, he screens yeah. to Kendrick Bourne, um, and and you know, just complimentary football, two hundred yards passing. That's we're going to see a lot of that from Mac Jones. That is absolutely the way Patriots want to win football games, without question. And they're so built to do it. I mean, they're very. I keep bringing up the physicality and the size they have. I mean, their defensive front is big and nasty, and their O-line, Trent Brown out there squashing people. I mean, like, they're big, and everybody's physical, and they bring in this fullback that I hadn't heard of that, you know, just comes downhill and blows dudes up. And, I mean, their linebackers are 250 from the 80s just taking on blocks. I mean, they're a physical group. I do have one very positive thing to say about the Atlanta Falcons. AJ Terrell, the the second year, yes, good one. Cornerback, uh, he had the pick. He's played really good football for them, so he, he's he's been awesome. Yep. And that was sort of the pick where it was like, uh, is that you know maybe a little too high? The board didn't fall great for the Falcons, remember? And it was like they almost had some other players fall to them. Uh, I believe what, what was that pick sixteen overall, and um, CD Lamb was still on the board. It's like, oh man, they you know they kind of didn't get that top group of elite players, and they had to be the first team to draft from the next group of sort of later round prospects, but Terrell's been pretty awesome for them, and, and he was pretty much the only highlight with that interception and the great ball skills in this one. I'm glad you brought that up because that's exactly how I laid it out on draft day was there's 16 really good prospects, and then the other guys are kind of like second rounders, and the Falcons picked 16, and they were the first one that didn't take one of those 16, and Dallas did cartwheels and took C.D. Lamb, and we all blame AJ Terrell for that, although it's no fault of his own. <laughs> you know that, and right. now he's really good. So yeah, it's I'm funny glad because, and this is why you don't draft for need, right? Like this is totally off topic here. And Terrell's been a, a fine player, and he's been a nice player for this. So it's yeah, turned out okay emerging. for them, which is the point of this. But at the same time, 
Like that's why you don't draft for need because at the time it was like Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. You don't draft C.D. Lamb. You look back at it now. It's like, oh man, you know what? Actually, they probably could still use C.D. Lamb. That, that rosters yeah. change quickly in the NFL. Do not draft for need, especially with those early draft picks. Draft the best player if it's clear that one guy's better. Even if you feel like you're stacked right now, guess what? One year, two years, you're not going to be stacked anymore. They probably don't get shut out if they had C.D. Lamb last night. Possibly, yeah. Or if they had yeah, Calvin Ridley. I mean, that's a tough situation right now for the Falcons oh, with yeah, Calvin Ridley and how that's uh, is, is you know it's been ongoing for a bit, and uh, we'll see after um, he's eligible to return if, if that is a situation that is better for you know. And your heart goes out to I don't know what what he's dealing with. It's just hard to know. All we see now is just a team that could really use Calvin Ridley over there in Atlanta. Um, one more note, I have, just to make it real cold, they need him. And back to our NFC conversation, Atlanta's not in that conversation. No, they they just are not. Their their resume no. is awful right now. They've they've got beat sixty eight to three the last two games, and they've only have one <laughs> good win by two points on their entire schedule so far through ten weeks or eleven weeks now. So yeah, Falcons. I'm, I'm sorry, but uh, you're gonna be drafting very high again next year. I, I think there's a lot more losses to mount there, unfortunately yeah. for, for the Atlanta. Falcons. And I think Matt Ryan's played well, but it's gonna be that same conversation yeah. of did we draft uh, and, quarterback high and all that kind of start to got to pull the band-aid off there maybe matt ryan finishes his career in another uniform um you know they got the foot injury now too so maybe it is more rosen and franks potentially if you want to get him healthier i don't know so bad situation there all around looking at the new england patriots obviously their defense is playing awesome it's so important for them to get guys like hightower back this year and then um Duggar, I really like what I'm seeing from Duggar. I mean, he's just an athletic yep. freak, and it's taken him a little while, but man, he's he's a wild player with his athleticism and what he can do. And then the the running back situation, this really set some I alarms like off now. for me. Stevenson had an awesome week last week with Harris out. Harris back this week. Stevenson out carried him twelve to ten, uh, out yarded him sixty nine to fifty six. And Steve, even though Harris was the starter and, and Stevenson did get some run late in sort of garbage time minutes, but Stevenson did get a series in the first quarter. He was in there early. Are we seeing that old Patriots running back by committee now? Has Stevenson gotten to the point where they trust him and now it's going to be not just Harris, then Stevenson? It's going to be Harris and Stevenson? I would never say that I know that answer. I mean, I've been playing <laughs> fantasy football too long and watching this backfield too long to say that I know. That's like predicting your Niners backfield almost. Like I'm not going to pretend that I have a clue. And I'm sure the fantasy community would uh, agree with me. It sure seems like how they handled that situation, as you mentioned last night, is perfect. Because they both deserve snaps. They're both very promising. I really like them. Uh, Stevenson's a good developing receiver as well. And two defensive players I wanted to throw out there too, just for New England, is... We never bring up J.C. Jackson's name, but, like, Mm -hmm. he's a great player. Yeah. And Matthew Judon's worth every dollar, too. He's been really good for the patch. Yeah, he was. he's pretty unblockable. It's, it's a tough situation yeah. there with Judon coming off the edge for a team that's offensive lines playing as bad as the Falcons are right now. So, And then that's yeah. another reason. You look at the Falcons, the offensive Man. line's playing bad. The defensive line's playing bad. Like, where, where do they get better? And I just don't see it this year. No, I don't either. And I, we can probably wrap this thing yeah. up, but... New England's schedule has been a little odd. You know, they've they lost some early ones. They've beat up on some bad teams. But I'm excited about what's to come for them. They host Tennessee. Then they go to Buffalo by week at Indy, Buffalo again. So we'll really see in this next five weeks what this Pats team's all about. 
Yeah, and and we're talking seven to four Pats. Those two Bills games, yeah, right. we might have a different team in first place if New England is for real, and that'll be a really good barometer next few weeks for um, for the the Patriots when it comes to the Titans and Bills because they haven't had the toughest schedule, but they have you know had some no. good teams on the schedule as well and lost some and won some of those. So uh, that'll be fun with the Patriots in the next couple weeks for sure. Let's get to the rest of Week Eleven afternoon games, prime time coming up. When you're on that long road trip and need to refuel or on your way to work, which is a lot of times when people listen to these podcasts, check out the Get Upside app. Listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every single time they fill up with Get Upside. I downloaded the app. I was blown away. Super easy to use. You get that cash right back into your account in a couple days. You can move that into your bank account. You can move it into PayPal. You can buy an e-gift card with it. Uh, tons of other brands of gift cards if you want to do that and buy some. Yeah, It's a free, easy way to go buy some gifts for a Christmas for some loved ones and friends. It's it's an amazing thing. And when you use promo code touchdown, by the way, you can even get a bigger bonus of cash back 25 more cents per gallon on your first fill up. So that's 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get up to 50 cents cash back per gallon on your first tank of gas with the get upside app and promo code touchdown a couple more of those early starts we didn't get to yesterday matt and i guess we'll go to new york and start with the jets who are two and seven hosting the three and seven dolphins not a marquee matchup uh this is a game that might get lost on the peacock television early in the day sunday (laughs) um i don't have the heart to turn this on first thing at 10 a.m but i might flip through it just to see what's happening here with this game and the dolphins that showed some signs of life last week they're favored by three on the road at new york here I really like the Dolphins in this game. I mean, we got Flacco starting. And the logic I heard behind that is we just think Joe can handle this diverse blitz scheme better. Eh, okay, fine, whatever. I mean, it, he's not going to get out of the way of it. That that much I know. I'm not excited about the Dolphins. I don't want to sound that that strong. But I think they're turning the corner and don't stink anymore. You know, I mean, I think they're closer to the team we thought they might be in the offseason now than they were the first six, seven weeks of the season, uh, which may, which in turn means they're a tier or two better than the Jets. I, I think Tua and that offense will do just fine against the Jets. Uh, I, I gladly lay the points here. I'm going to go home dog here, and this mm. is my thoughts. First of all, you know, Jets at home here, that helps three points. I don't think there's going to be a hugely high-scoring football game, but uh, the Joe Flacco factor, I don't think, is nothing. We saw what it looked like when they went to Mike White. It's just a new look, a new, uh, a new a reason for a team to prepare that they don't have the the entire bit of information on what this is going to look like with that quarterback in the offense. And I think about Joe Flacco and maybe the blitz packages and and the defense that uh, Brian Flores is going to run out there against the Jets. Flacco can get the ball out quick, and we're going to see you know targets to Michael Carter at running back and targets to Elijah Moore, who, by the way, has really started to break out the last three or four weeks, too. Um, And then, you know, he can get the ball downfield to Corey Davis and some other receiving weapons as well. Who knows? Maybe a Denzel Mims breakout game. Maybe they hit a long one there with him. So I, I think they can do enough to keep this game close and maybe a little bit of a letdown game for uh, the Dolphins who've not looked good this year and maybe played their best ball last week so you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I told myself I would do coming in when I'm betting on football games you know most seasons most weeks is you know take that home dog especially against opponent that's not 
great that's not that you just are so sure they're going to win and i'm not sure enough so i'm going to i'm just going to go out there and take the points i'm kind of going to take the the names and the cities off of it and look at that and say you know uh these two teams with these resumes new quarterback that's a, a professional quarterback in joe flacco yeah you know give me the give me the points with those jets okay um, I don't feel great I, I about it. Agree. I will say that. Yeah. I, it sounded like I felt comfortable. I don't feel super comfortable about that pick, but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go with it. You made a very confident case, but <laughs> uh, I'm not buying it. I, I think the Dolphins' D is pretty good, and I think the Jets' D is going to be a real problem. Yeah, the Jets are not a good football team. The Dolphins are clearly better. No. The Saints at the Eagles. Philly at home, favored uh, by two points. I want to start here, Matt, because this is the one that jumped out to me to start the week. I don't care who's starting a quarterback for the Saints. The Philadelphia Eagles should not be favored over the Saints by any amount of points, uh, even in Philadelphia. So this is one of those um, where I think the away dog, uh, so I'm going to go underdog again here, take the points with the Saints and picking the Saints outright. Me too, but I've been kind of racking my brain about this one because that's my exact thought is, Neutral field, the Saints are a better team than the Eagles. Philadelphia's playing better, though, and the Saints have a lot of injuries. Both their tackles are banged up. I don't you know, Kamara, I'm not sure what his story is now. He went back on the injury list on Thursday. We know they don't have any receivers, but, boy, their defense stops the run, and we're just going to expect Hurts to win this game, throwing the ball. Side note, they signed Dallas Goddard today to an extension. I love that. I think he's a, a, a real budding star at the tight end position. I'm going to take the Saints, and a lot of it's just trusting Sean Payton and the coaching staff over a young Eagles coaching staff, a new Eagles coaching staff. But I can see this as being first one to 15 wins. Yeah, and I, I trust the, uh, the defense. Camara not ideal if he doesn't play, and I think that's part of right. why this line is the way it is. But I feel like it's already baked in. Um and Goddard, I don't know if the status of if he's passed protocol yet. I do love seeing the extension there, but yeah, I'm not sure if he's playing or not. I don't know if he's going to play either, so that hurts him. So you know, probably a lot of targets for. But even then, like even not, there's not a lot of targets to go around in that offense anyway. I just the offensive line is no. good. Um, I think you know with you're still going to go you know Jordan Howard and Boston Scott is that really what's going to go out there and win you football games I, I think I'm just Miles not Sanders is going to be ready for this one is he going to be back I'm kind of excited about okay I think so making progress Dallas Goddard's making progress here I'm just trying to see if because I know he didn't practice yeah. earlier in the week um he's at least limited there but so we'll see I don't know maybe a f- more of a full power offensive pull a full power roster there for the Eagles and they at home you know can pull this one off and mm-hmm. let anything can happen any week in the NFL but I'm, just, I'm not comfortable with it give me the Saints and give me the points yeah and if, if you missed yesterday's show shame on you first of all but <laughs> this could really go a long way to if you're the seven seed or if you're out of it right and sort of like the Falcons this this is like okay is this team for real are they going to be in this or are they not this is a good barometer for it mm-hmm. and I think the Eagles like the Falcons will fail that test Okay. I, I hesitate to be excited about the Eagles, but I think they've played noticeably better the last few weeks. How about a team that's played noticeably better is the Panthers. Started great, went in the tank, came back. Cam Newton now is your quarterback. Uh, they're favored by three and a half points at home at five and five, hosting the three and six Washington football team, who, by the way, just knocked off the Bucks last week. Yeah, I think this is a pretty good line. Like, I think that Panthers D is exceptional. I don't know what to expect from Newton, but I definitely expect energy and getting the ball to McCaffrey, which is the key, and making some plays with his legs. 
But I also think Washington's in a pretty decent place right now. Like, I think this is a quietly exciting game to watch. I'm going to go with Carolina. I also heard a, a little blurb that I never would have thought of, but since Carolina is, I mean, this is a reach for some listeners, an expansion team. I mean, they're not, they haven't been around since the 50s. I guess a lot of people in Carolina, older folks, obviously, grew up Washington fans, you know, so there could be a heavy contingency of football team fans in the stands. Eh, I guess I'll buy that. Yeah, I remember when the Washington Nationals baseball team was an expansion team and there was everybody was Baltimore Orioles fans over there. And that makes it sense. was uh, it was one of those types of situations. I had a friend from from Virginia. He's like, well, hmm. I don't care that much about the Orioles. I guess I'm a Nats fan. Let's go. And he went and first year bought all the gear, and, and there you go. And, but, you know, it's been long enough to where there's not a single player on the Panthers that was alive when they didn't exist, you know? So, oh, right. It's I like, mean, it's been that. For us, really like, I, I remember when the Panthers didn't exist. But uh, for a lot of folks, they don't remember and don't care. So I think they probably got a foothold, and they've had enough good teams. So, um, But, yeah, you're right. There might be a lot of holdovers and a lot of Washington fans still in this one, which is, you know, something I, that— I, Hesitate to even bring it up because I don't know that it's a, a, a matters, but just kind of dawned it's on real. Like, oh, There's a t- so I mean, long ago. Washington travels pretty well. It's a, they're they're, a, they're a powerhouse franchise in the NFL and have a ton of really strong old school fans. They absolutely do. And I don't think they're a terrible team right now. I mean, I think they're a little healthier. Not Chase Young, unfortunately, but I like where Carolina's at. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay the points. I wish that was two and a half. Yeah, I wish that. it was two and a half as well. I'm taking the points though and taking the Panthers. I'm all in on the Panthers again. They got me back, uh, which means they will probably disappoint me, as have like uh, the Chargers. And we'll get to that Chargers team coming up here in a little bit. But uh, I like the Cam Newton led. Panthers. I like what they got going on defense. They have too much firepower on offense to not be uh, a better team than Washington at home yeah. Sunday. Yep, yep. How about this? Two teams going in the wrong direction right now. The 5 and 4 Bengals, the 5 and 4 Raiders. This game in Las Vegas. Cincinnati though on the road favored by 1. That's an interesting line. Yeah, I don't love that, but I do like the over a lot. I think these two quarterbacks are really good players. I'm not real impressed with either defense at the moment. You're right. They're both kind of going the wrong direction. I, I say this a lot, but I kind of wish I could bet on bet against both these teams that they were playing a different opponent right now. This is actually I'm going to go with Cincinnati. Th- this is Matt Williamson's anti Super Bowl. These are the two teams you love to hate on the most. I think, uh, and uh, I think that you know the people listeners call you out the most on. You know, noted Bengals hater from way back. Um, you know, the <laughs> sure, Raiders is the team that that you've hated on this year, even when they were going well, and now that things oh, yeah. aren't looking as good. Uh, this is this is a prime match up for Williamson really just to stink on right now (laughs) I know these things don't really exist around Thanksgiving and all that but this might be close to an elimination game too and it's 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 too early and they're both even if they lose they're still 500 teams but I know it starts to really look like that when you look at that AFC playoff picture right now and by the way looking at those uh, DVOA numbers the Bengals despite their record were pretty low on that list which I was really surprised to see um, so anyway, I, yeah, Raiders, yeah. if I'm getting points at home, it's a pretty even matchup. It's hard for me to know which way to go. I'm getting a point and with the home team. Yeah. Give me the Raiders on this one. Yeah, even though I would not be shocked okay. off the Bengals went in there and stop on the Raiders and you know, which, which team is in the worst situation right now. It's, it's hard to know the, the, the Raiders mentally, I feel like are more on 
just really shaky ground. Like, that could just fall apart completely. The Bengals are just up and down as a team. Right about the time we're ready to crown them, say, hey, the Bengals are back, and they're for real. And then they just had a couple real stinkers in a row. So, um, I I don't feel strong where either team is right now. Give me the points. Give me the one point, that is, and the Raiders at home. Yeah, this is maybe my least favorite bet uh, game to bet on. Uh, but I do think there could be a lot of points. It could be a good fantasy game. Um, I'm not sure I trust either one of these coaches to right their wrongs right now. Cowboys Chiefs, that's a good one. Coming up next, we've got Cardinals Seahawks, Steelers Chargers, and Giants Bucks on Monday Night Football. Tons of new flavors filtering in at Built.com all this month. Every few days. Uh, new flavors coming out, some limited time flavors of Built Bars. So check the website often and don't miss out on Built Bars. If you haven't tried them by now, you are really missing out. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Most protein bars, chalky, waxy, just plain hard to choke down sometimes. A Built Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate, and I cannot emphasize that enough. Not a brown-colored, kind of looks, kind of tastes like chocolate. This is 100% real, delicious chocolate and when you bite into it you know you're eating something different built bars are low in carb low calorie low fat low sugar and high in protein so all the healthy benefits on top of being just purely delicious with so many flavors the standard coconut and mint brownie raspberry cherry barcia that everyone knows and loves and even a mystery flavor this month as well at built.com so go over to built.com use promo code lock 15 to get 15 percent off your order find one of those new flavors and use promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com what have you learned through the first half of the nfl season you want to put that knowledge to use maybe make a little cash on the side well betonline.ag is the perfect place to do it New updated site and interface, more odds, props, contests than ever before. BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. And you can bet on other things as well. We've got baseball playoffs going on, basketball, hockey, boxing, your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. And you can get a special bump with 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code locked on. So go head over to your mobile device, website, desktop computer. You can access betonline.ag however you want. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Promo code locked on to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Bet online where the game starts. This one should be fun in Kansas City. The 6-4 and four Chiefs, who found a little mojo last week and uh, are a team that we I think we said it was inevitable that they were going to you know be this football team that we saw. They're already in first place now in the AFC West. I don't feel like they're going to give it back, but they could if they lose to the Cowboys at home. The Cowboys at 7-2, and two, uh, they're in a really good spot, sort of the opposite of the last game we talked about with Bengals and Raiders. These are two games, two teams that stock is pointing up that you probably don't want to be facing right now, and they're facing each other at home. The Chiefs favored by two and a half. I like Dallas in this game, and I feel pretty strong about it. I'd always hesitate to bet against the Chiefs, although it's been very good business betting against the Chiefs for the last two seasons, including this one. I mean, when they always get more points, you know, than the people, the betters overvalue the Chiefs. I think Dallas is better than Kansas City right now. I know what Kansas City did last week. But I blame the Raiders as much as I praise the Chiefs for the way that the Raiders played defense in that game. I don't know that all the Chiefs' issues are fixed. I just know Dallas can beat you any way they want. You know, they can run it down your throat. 
or they can throw it. I don't know how that Chiefs defense competes. I know it's a very high over-under, and I could absolutely see it going over, and it's going to be a blast. And But Dak's played better this year than Mahomes. I, I, I think this game – I think Dallas is better, and you're going to give me points. I'm definitely taking it. Yes, uh, the Cowboys have played better. They have. Uh, yeah. the, the Chiefs are at home, and I get that, and so I could see this is no nearly a pick em on a neutral site. You give the little bit of a bump to the Kansas City Chiefs, but not the full field goal even with two and a half. So good line. I think it's set at a pretty solid spot, but again, um, I think the Cowboys are just, you know a team right now that if I'm getting points, I just got to take them even against. And it, they've played better than the Chiefs, and Dak has played better. Yeah, You're right. Yeah. Dak has played. Is Dak the MVP right now? Dak has played better than, uh, than Patrick Mahomes for sure. For but sure. I, I mean, Dallas getting points against anybody right now is hard to pass up. Right. That's absolutely difficult. So, yeah, I think we're both on the same page there. Give me the points. Give me the Dallas Cowboys Sunday afternoon. Cardinals at Seahawks. NFC West, eight and two cards, three and six Seahawks. Arizona favored by two and a half on the road in Seattle. Here's another aspect of these last two games. Kansas City and Seattle, two of the most difficult places for road teams to play in. So um, I think that skews these lines a little bit too compared to what you would think because as bad as the Seahawks have been and they have been awful, um, your, what was the completions plus rushing attempts? Yeah, completions, yeah. <laughs> the Parcells, the par- by the Parcells meter, the Seahawks are one of the worst teams of all time, right? So, um, <laughs> right, right. And, and the fact that it's only two and a half points there, Kyler Murray making his return. I'm going to double check about his. I don't think we have any Friday. I say we know that, right? I, th- I think oh, we suspect it at least. We suspect it. He's pretty close. And that's all we're going to get. Yeah, questionable. He's, he's pretty close, questionable. He's kind of been like that the last couple of weeks. I get the feeling he's going to make his return this week against the Seahawks, but mm-hmm. we don't know that yet. We're recording sure. this before the West Coast team's practice right. on, Wednesday, on Friday. So he was limited on Thursday. I'm betting he plays. Might be another game time decision. We might see him full participant in Friday practice, but I mean, we, we've see, we've seen a good game and a bad game from the Colt McCoy led Cardinals. You know, this might be a Strevler game if that's the case, because I know Colt McCoy got injured as well, um, which might mm-hmm. even more so point to them saying, "Yeah, if it's a tie, let's go with um, let's go with Kyler Murray," because we don't really want to go with the uh, with the Strevler experiment there. So um, yeah, that sounds a little. <laughs> It doesn't sound ideal. I'm taking the Cardinals. I don't feel strong about it, though. I, I think Seattle's a little better than they looked last week, that's for sure, especially Wilson in the passing game. Um, I think Arizona's a much better team than Seattle, though. I, I just wish I knew a little bit more about Tyler, and I'm expecting Hopkins not to play. You do want to wait on this one. Although, if you wait, Kyler yeah. Murray is announced as the starter. The line, I'm sure would move which is why i'm projecting murray is going to play so i'm going to get that number at where it is and uh, give me the cardinals as well and yeah you too we'll give up those two and a half points how about sunday night football your pittsburgh steelers at the los angeles chargers five three and one steelers in uh, this is another one a lot of steelers fans i'm sure in the stands here uh, might not oh, be a quite a home game feel for the steelers at the Chargers, the five and four Chargers, but the Steelers do travel very well. Uh, Chargers favored by six at home here. Interesting. Injury. I'm not avoiding this one because, uh, trust me, I've been talking about it all week. I injuries are a big deal in this game and COVID because I think Ben plays, but he hasn't been cleared yet. Um, I don't think the Steelers will have Minka. He's on the COVID list. 
and Watt is 50-50 at best. I mean, besides Cam Hayward, those are the two best Steeler defenders. I mean, that's a big deal. I don't think the Chargers are going to have Bosa. He's on the COVID list, as are a few other Chargers defensive linemen. And they stopped the run so poorly. Like, I would imagine this is a Najee Harris, you know, 35-touch type of deal. Just keep running it and running it and running it, no matter who the quarterback is. I think the Chargers are kind of in a bad place right now in these defensive front injuries, COVID situation. Is not ideal right now. I, I'll take the points. I'm not sure who wins it, but that seems like a pretty big number. I'm with you. This Tomlin feels, in prime time too is always a very good bet, especially if Roethlisberger plays. They look like a disaster. Like I think he will. They look like a disaster with Rudolph. Is he that bad, oh, so or was that just a bad game script? <laughs> because like, all the above. Yeah. Okay. All the above. I mean, he threw the ball very poorly, which is there's no excuses for that, and he just doesn't have a very good arm. The weather, the field was bad, and this is uh, this is just because I know the team so well. Rudolph found out that he was starting that game around dinner time on Saturday, so all these Steeler fans have been texting me and you know calling into the show. And why wouldn't they change the game plan for Rudolph? Not that it would be drastically different. It's not like Lamar versus Flacco, but people don't realize you can't install a game plan. In 24 hours, there's no practices, right. you know, like the, the haze in the barn, you know, but Rudolph is not a starter. That's for sure. And he was terrible. In that game. Terrible. To your point, I feel like six points is a lot here. Joey Bosa dealing with something as well. So, you know, Roethlisberger plays. Joey Bosa does not. Definitely skews things. It's, it's tough. We don't know exactly how this is going to be if everybody plays for the, the Chargers and Rudolph is back in there for the Steelers, then, you know, I'm definitely taking the Chargers side of this. But from what we know right now, how as things look, Roethlisberger plays. And I think this could be a lower a lot, scoring yeah. game. It's a 47 over under. I feel like it could be one of those games that goes under and the Steelers do everything they can to uh, win time of possession. It's just a slower, po- po- a, a slower uh, paced game. So Chargers by three means I have to take the Steelers in those six points. Yeah, and... Time of possession has been a big problem for the Chargers. They've been really getting dominated in that area. And one thing Tomlin's done very well this year is he's got the opponent to play a mucky, crappy, ugly game because that's the only way the Steelers can win it. But sometimes you end up with a tie with the Lions when you play like that. And surprisingly, Herbert's yards per attempt has dropped way down it's to insane. Like seven and a half and he's in the lower half of the league where you would expect him to be much higher in that he hasn't targeted uh, Mike yeah. Williams down the field as much as they did earlier in the season so yeah things are things are a little bit weird there in uh they are in Los Angeles for the Chargers so all right we're both taking the Steelers and taking those points how about Monday Night Football the New York Giants at three and six going to play the Bucks in Tampa Bucks at six and three coming off uh uh, probably a pretty disappointing loss for them, which makes me feel like there could be some revenge mode here, which makes me feel bad for the Giants. But the question is, 11 points. Is that enough points to scare you off the Buccaneers on Monday Night Football, Matt? I can certainly see Brady throwing five touchdowns and Gronk is back. AB's questionable. But I'll take the points in this one. Uh, I'm kind of, I've been saying it all year that I'm Really excited to see the Giants offense when at least most of their skill guys are healthy. And I think we're actually going to see that. I think they'll move the football. Bucks corners and secondary hasn't been great. 
they're, you know, they're, they have some injuries of their own. I mean, this could certainly be a Tampa blowout, but Tom Brady gets sleepy around 10 and, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll take the Giants West point. <laughs> <laughs> uh prime time brady's gonna be up for it i, I i'm gonna give up the points i don't love it it's a lot of points yeah. but i just think they they brady's too competitive and he's pissed off and he's just been chomping the bit all week long losing that game he's I, I mad quite the week of practice in yeah he's gonna take it out on the uh, on the giants so i'm gonna give up 11 points reluctantly in that monday night football game all right good stuff that is the week 11 schedule thanks everybody for listening all week long matt and i of course as we do we'll be back tomorrow thanks for making us your first listen uh, check out locked on bets here for your second listen of the day you can find me at locked on 49ers matt is locked on dynasty football as well right here on the network matt and i will be back monday to break it all down right here peacock and williamson